Yo, this is Teresa Weatherspoon, better known as Teaspoon, and you're watching Real Fans, Real Talk. going on welcome to another quarantine tv edition of real fans real talk uh, we got some family back in the in the building for this one um fresh off another run overseas uh hooping it up on, on, on the other side of the globe uh nikki avery welcome back what's going on how's everything everything is great it's your girl y'all know what time it is We're about to start talk sports talk music talk all that good stuff um, I'm doing well though, and you know, it's always a pleasure to be on here with you. Um, I was in Poland this year. It was like a step up basketball wise, so I'm very grateful for that. And now I'm back in New York City making it do what it do, seeing what's going on, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And we got a lot of basketball um that we're going to get to today. Some men's basketball, some women's basketball. Um even got a Mike Tyson story on the rundown for you guys uh, at home. But uh we're gonna start with the NBA playoffs because you know that's the, the, the hot topic right now. Uh Bucks and Celtics series is even right now. Uh two two going back to to Boston who who does have home court advantage in this series. Uh Milwaukee's been playing without Chris Middleton uh, you know, for the past, I believe, week and a half. Hopefully, I mean, if they make it out of this round, he he, he should be able to come back um, halfway through the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. But we got to get to that point first. Uh, Nikki, as the point as the point guard on this show, like we have to, because Chris Paul is the point guard. Do we got like, is it like lady point guard for, for you? Can we can we do that? I'll, 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 I'll graciously <laughs> accept that. <laughs> Humbly, <All> graciously. Right. <laughs> okay, so have you been keeping up with what's going on with the playoffs? Yeah, a little bit. You know, when I'm overseas, it's really difficult to watch every game because the games come on at like four in the morning, mm -hmm. my time in Europe. But I, you know, I have NBA TV, so I try to really keep tabs. And I'm really liking the Milwaukee-Boston matchup. I mean, I think they're both two gritty teams. They're two teams that play well together. Um, the teams are, you know, they know each other. So, uh, yeah, like you said, Milwaukee is missing Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton is like a huge piece of, of that uh, success. So I'm sure Yanni's is feeling that a little bit. And when he returns, it'll be a, a whole different situation for them. Because those Boston guards, man, they gritty. You know, uh, Brown, Tatum, yeah, those ain't no average guards. Defensive player of so, the year, Marcus Smart. Yeah, Marcus Smart. It's another one. It's one of my favorites. You know? So I, I'm, I'm a true watcher and a fan of, of all of the point guards, especially because that's my position. Mm -hmm. And so when I watch them play, I just really learn from them and I can see how they impact the team, even without scoring. You know, it's just being smart, just knowing what to do exactly with smart. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny that his name is smart, you know, because that's what he is. He's like a little bulldog. So he's super smart. He knows where to be. He's, he gives it to where he needs to get it to. And then defensively, he's not no pushover. So, so it's a good guard to have. I mean, they're tough. Their backcourt is tough. Absolutely. Now, we got we got to talk about the big man, though, out in Boston, uh, Al Harrington, because oh, yeah. he, he's kind of made a resurgence right now, this uh, this playoff series. Harper. And uh, 30 points uh, the other night. He had the one uh, big dunk on uh, on Giannis <laughs> that, that kind of, you know, put the, put the, the nail in the coffin, so to speak. Um, talk about Al, Al Horford and, 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 and why he's so good in the Celtic system. Because when he left Boston, 
you know, I kind of thought he was coming towards the end of his career, but he kind of comes back to Boston and kind of like picks right back up where he left off. Yeah, because, you know, Boston is his fit. You know, he's one of those places like a Tim Duncan. It's like if he has the right people around him and the system fits him, he could be a superstar, you know. Yeah, because he's an all-star speaking, kind but... of a player with the Celtics before, you know, before he left. Right. You know, because he's going to give you those, he's going to give you those finishes. He's going to give you those extra passes, the right screens. You know, he's going to be where he needs to be on the court at all times. So, and he, he doesn't complain. You know, he just goes and gets the job done, plays good defense. So he's one of those type of guys. It's like quiet, you know, but he'll kill you like quietly. Absolutely. And I don't know. He just reminds me of Tim Duncan. It's like old school, just Chill, but very effective, very mm-hmm. efficient. Yeah, you know that's how I see Al Horford. Shout out, shout out to, to to Al because to 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 have the you know have a former defensive player of the year who's one of the the, the best elite two way players we have in the game guarding you from the perimeter. You get past him and throw it on him. Uh, you know the way the way he did. You gotta you gotta love that from uh from Al Horford. Big shout out to him. Um. Great job, man. But you know, yeah, I, I think with uh, with Boston, you know, they have a good shot at at uh, you know, at knocking off the the Bucks. So two games left in Boston. Uh, can Milwaukee go on the road? Um, I know they, you know, they 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 stole one of the games in Boston early in the series. They're gonna have to to win at least one more game on the road in order to take this series. Can they win game five? And if not, can they win game six and then go back to the Boston Garden uh, for game seven and get a win? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Milwaukee is a championship caliber team. I mean, on any given day, they can really dominate any team in the league, in my opinion. So it's just a matter of who wants it more um, when they match up the next game. Yeah, um, you know, Yannis is always going to give his best. He's always going to give his all, and everyone knows that that he's a problem. You know, he's a problem offensively to stop and defensively as well. He, he caused problems too defending the basket. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I I, I think you know I, I think you know Giannis is probably a little upset. You got got to be in his feelings when you get when you get dunked on like that. Even though he did dunk on Horford earlier in the game, it still don't matter when when you get you know when you get called out from the perimeter and somebody drive down the baseline and throw it on you the way he did. You got to be looking for some type of get back. I think that uh, that the Bucks can steal one on the road, um, and if they do, I think they close it out in six. But don't be surprised because Jason Tatum, you know, and those guys aren't going away easily. I will say this. I'm definitely going to need more from Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez on the defensive end because there's no way that at this point in Al Horford's career he should be dominating the game the way he did, putting up 30 on you guys. Um, you know, I know they're missing Middleton. and His 15, 18 points would have helped him out in that last yeah. game. But he ain't coming to, to, to be the savior anytime soon. So I'm going to need those big men to step up on the defensive end. You cannot let Al Horford have another 30-point night. If he drops 30 again, this series is, is, is going to be over real fast. Yeah, I mean, everyone's talking about that Al Horford night. You know, they're saying that it was a fluke. <laughs> they're saying that that doesn't happen often. But what I think happened? that can happen more often than not, to be honest. You know, like I said, he's very efficient. So I wouldn't be surprised if it happened again. 
But yeah, I mean, Yanis is gonna have to step it up even more. But he's, you know, he gives you his best every night, night in, night out. So, like you said, maybe Lopez and some of the other bigs will have to really step in as well. Yeah, because we don't want Giannis um, in foul trouble trying to guard, you know, Horford for forty eight minutes. Right. So, but listen, we're gonna see the series is halfway done. We got one, we got one more series in the Eastern Conference right now. Um, I just came back from this uh, city. I was at I was at Game One. Uh, of course, Miami got the win. They're looking good th- uh, tonight as well. Uh, Philly is back in Miami for Game Five tonight. Joel and B looked amazing uh, in Philly, um, and you know they, they were able to tie the series up. Um, but I I think Miami wins this series. I, you know I just I think they got their number. I haven't seen enough uh, from James Harden. I know he had he had a, a really good night uh, Game Four, but you you know as a superstar. MVP in this league, you can't go every four games before you have another performance like the one he had in game four. Philly is not going to win like that, you know, especially when you have uh, Joel Embiid dealing with the orbital orbital fracture, um, you know, and, and kind of struggling the way, the way he has been. He is back, but I still got Miami, man. I, I like the toughness. I like the defense. Uh, Jimmy Butler has gotten better every game. Uh, scoring wise, he's 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 added on. Um, you, they got a lot of shooters out there. Tyler Harrell, my man, uh, Swaggy T. Um, if, if if we can get a, some consistency out of Bam out of Bayou, you know Miami might really you know be a tough team to beat. But uh, talk to me about the Miami Philly series. I mean, I like Miami as well. You know, for all the reasons that you mentioned, but <laughs> I think I'm gonna stick with the Sixers. You know, because I don't know. I really have a like a a support for, for Harden. You know, I think that his career has been tough on him. He's transferred to so many different teams, really, but he's a killer, you know, and he's tried to adapt to these different teams, you know, and it's been mid-season, end of season, and those things matter. But, you know, once things start clicking and once you really find your ne- your niche and your groove, I think it's takeoff from there. Yeah, it's already at the end. You're already, we're already in playoffs, so it's like, okay, when is it going to happen? But those are superstar players. You know, he's a superstar so at any point, you know, when he turns it on, he could really take it to the next level. And you know, right now is the time to make that happen. And he should just go in with the momentum over the last game and just continue it out. You know, mm-hmm. and just give a little bit from Embiid. Embiid is already a superstar monster in itself. I mean, he's like top three, five in the league right now. You do know that it's this not is the second one. round of the playoffs, and this is usually around the point where James Harden starts to fizzle out, right? Yeah, I'm just gonna put that out there. The history shows that you know once you get later in the second round, that's when we start to lose the MVP James Harden, who we haven't even seen in Philadelphia this season. Yeah. We saw some some you know signs back in Brooklyn early on in the year, but we haven't really seen MVP outside of Game Four. That was probably like the one time this season that we've seen MVP James Harden for Philly. I don't know, man. It's you know, Miami is a tough team, man. They, you know, yeah. Jimmy Butler, like you said, yeah. Jimmy <laughs> Butler is, is is he's gritty, man. Yeah. Jimmy Butler is definitely a a tough guard, you know. So I agree all the way. I mean, he's been through t- so much adversity, changing teams as well, mm-hmm. and he's stay, he he's remained consistent with his work work ethic. You know, and he's tough team as well. Ends of the court. Huh? He you know Philly's his former team, so you know I'm sure he wants to, it's to personal. prove something. It's yeah. Personal. yeah, I'm pretty sure it is personal. 
I guess we'll see who wants it more. Like just every league, every single series is going to be who wants it more because the players on each end are very talented. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I, I think Joel Embiid is the best center in basketball. I also think he should have been the MVP this season, and that's something we're going to actually jump into right now. Um, I guess even though I didn't agree with the, the pick for MVP, you know, at the end of the day, this man won the award. Uh, you know, shout out to to, to, to the Joker, back to back MVPs. It doesn't happen that I mean, it happens kind of somewhat often, but not not really often. Uh, mm-hmm. LeBron's got back to back MVPs. Giannis has done it. Giannis has Steve it. Nash, yeah. MJ, of course. You know, so it doesn't happen. Um, but now you know, uh, Djokovic is in that category with guys that have back to back and and with guys that have multiple MVPs. However. I would have gone with Joel Embiid this season. Though, you know, I love Jokic, love his game, but it's just for me, Joel Embiid is an elite two-way player. As great as, you know, Jokic is offensively, he's not that on the defensive end. He is a, a, a very good, good rebounder. He can score, he can pass the basketball. But, you know, I just feel like you got to – there's not enough – you know, put on defense when they when 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 they made this choice because if you're talking about his effect on both sides of the basketball, you know, obviously Jokic he's played. He's, he's, I think it's only it's only like five more games this season. He's played in Embiid. I so you know if it was like ten games that you know difference between them, I might be like okay because the numbers are pretty similar. But then you you know take into account, uh, you know Philly being the, the fourth seed. Denver being the, the the sixth seed this year, so I just you know I feel like this is how this is actually how I felt when Nash got back to back MVPs. Like you know this should have went to somebody else, and this guy I think is Joel Embiid. So I know he does have something to prove in this series as well. I just don't know if he's gonna be able to get it done. But my question to you, Nikki, because you've been an MVP, so I can come to you for guidance on this one. Did you feel like this season? Djokovic should have been the MVP. You know, for me, I don't like to make, you know, decisions like that when I haven't really watched every game. You know, I could just be honest about that. Like, I didn't get to watch every game that they played, you know, the Joker played, every game that MB played. So it's hard for me to really give you a, the best answer. But like you said, an MVP is a player that's the most valuable player. You know, that's on that's on the court on offense and also on the court on defense. And from what we know about both players, they're both great offensive players for sure. Like, we know that um, they both have huge impact on, you know, when it comes to their team's success. So that's also a plus when it comes to MVP. When it comes to them uh, being unstoppable, they both kind of have that character. You know, the Joker has more of a finesse type of play with the passing. You know, he makes awesome passes, and I think that's what people like about him also. is like that's impressive for him to be so big and also just his size. It's like, you know, he's deceiving, you know, the way he looks and how he's a little heavy, a little bit, you know, and it's like but he can still move and he gets those passes off. He makes them look easy, so it's entertaining. And Embiid is just a straight killer. I mean, he gets in there, yeah. dunks on you, just makes the layup, easy work. And so – I. I agree with you, although when it comes to the defensive end, that Embiid is definitely more productive defensively and more of a threat and a help for the team. So I I would definitely understand 
why you feel that way. And I think I agree with you all the way that Embiid probably equally deserves it or if not deserves it more. Um, but like I said, I haven't watched enough games, you know, so I don't want to, you know, I can't really give too much, but that's because you've been hooping yourself. So we, I, yeah, we I've been, hooped, I've, been out, I've been grinding, you know, but I <laughs> and, have and some games come on late. Yes. I've watched enough games. I've been through the stats. I've been through the standings. Um, and then I, you know, and then I also see guys like Steven Jackson who, 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 who kind of agree with that point that, you know, should have went to Embiid. Kendrick Perkins, you know what I'm saying? Respected guys. So what, what do you think? So what do you think was the reason why I didn't go to NB? Like what what was the reason? I like what is the reason? Stat for stat, because I don't know the exact so, stat right. point wise. So obviously what was we, point? we know Embiid uh won the scoring title this year. So okay. uh, um I believe he was at thirty point eight, something like that. Joe okay. Kick was at about twenty eight, so it was pretty close. Uh, rebounds. Jokic was at thirteen point eight. I think Embiid is at eleven, uh, a little bit over eleven. Jokic has the assist. Um, Embiid has the blocks. You know, which you know, obviously we spoke about the defensive end of the basketball. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said the numbers are pretty similar. You know, um, but I guess Embiid missed about five more games this season. I think it's like sixty eight games. For Jokic to like sixty three, for Embiid something like that, it was, it, but it's, it's a very close margin. Um, yeah, but also um, Embiid's team is in a higher place. Yeah, that, you know, right. So now this is, you know, Denver's also the sixth seed in in you know in the West, whereas Philly is the fourth seed in the East. So you got to take that into account. Right. I I don't know, and I don't you know, and I feel because I, like I hate to <laughs> like. I hate to throw the, the race card out there because I don't I don't want it to be that way in this situation, but you know I kind of feel like I you know they might have wanted to push you know the, the other man instead of the brother man on this one. That's personally that's how I feel. I don't want to I don't want to take it there, but if I'm just being honest with you know how I feel deep down, I kind of you know I, again I don't I don't want it to be like that, but I just feel like you know because yeah I think. You know, yeah, you know, Jokic has been out without Jamal Murray this season. But, you know, Embiid's been without Ben Simmons this season, the first half of the season. You know what I mean? Anyway, and when you're talking about, you know, Jamal Murray is is great, but he's not an all-star yet. Ben Simmons was a back-to-back all-star going into this season. Yeah, but Uh, Jamal Murray is definitely uh, all-star caliber. I mean, he... He is, but he, but he's not. But before he's, he got he's hurt, not there yet, but he hasn't gotten there yet. So I can't. Yeah, before he got hurt, he was putting up numbers, man. He was unstoppable. He was. And, and I like, I like, I like Jamal Murray. So it's not. I'm not. I'm not slighting him, but I'm just. Oh yeah, of course. But if we just, you know, saying what's on each person's resume, he's not made it to the All Star team yet. Whereas Ben Simmons has. He's not yeah, been right. all all defense. Whereas Ben Simmons was first team all defense last year. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that's a that's a huge, you know, drop. Especially when you're talking about Philly. The season before last, uh, Philly finished the season in first place. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, I don't know. Again, I'm not. I'm, I'm not a voter. I will say this: Stephen Stephen Jackson actually had a great idea, which I loved completely. Um, you know, he said we should get the top seventy five players, or because I'm not not all of them are living, but I guess from the ones that are that are living and have them vote for MVP. 
Oh, okay. I, I like that because who? I mean, you're talking about a bunch of MVPs. Who better know the game, the better than them, right? Exactly. So, and then obviously, you know. I mean, some favoritism might fall in that play, you know, so that could be a little bit, but I guess but, it'll be favoritism anyway, exactly. whichever way you call it. I mean, That's people like media. who they like. Because if, if yeah. somebody in the media, if because if I have a vote for MVP and I don't like Giannis, yeah, I'm not gonna vote for Giannis. My bias might have me lean to, especially if we're talking about a close race for MVP and I don't like Giannis. My bias will say, you know what, I right, bump Giannis. I'm gonna go with Embiid on this one, or bump Embiid. I'm gonna go yeah. with Joking. You know what I mean? So there's always mm-hmm. gonna be that bias. But you know, a lot of the guys that have votes, you know what I mean also have not ever been on an actual NBA court. So then, they, you know, it's, it's different. And you and, and you as a as a player, Nikki, you know there's a difference. No, there's sure there's a big difference. When a you've been difference. in the heat of the battle as opposed to when you're watching it from the side. And no, no disrespect because mm-hmm. I got a degree in journalism, so I, I feel like I can talk sports with anybody, but I've never been a professional athlete. So I still mm-hmm. put a little bit more respect on 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 the athletes, you know, take because they've been in the heat of the battle. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's it's those are all facts. I mean, I can attest to that. You know, when we're in the game, there's just little things that happen. You know, leadership. I mean, you know, supporting your teammates. Like, you know, when your back's against the wall, your reactions, and these things are what makes the team better. You know, this is what makes you a better of the person, a better player. Mm-hmm. So those are all things that matter and they're justified and they're important. So a player who's been through those things and who understands them personally would be the best people to vote for something like that, you know, cause that's really what a MVP entails. It's like, it's not only just, it's the character, it's, you know, the scoring, it's the defensive help. It's like the leadership. It's the, it's everything. Everything mm-hmm. is included when you think about a most valuable player. Yeah. So I totally agree with you. I don't know. I feel that maybe, you know, people are impressed with the Joker for some reason. And it's not for some reason, like obviously for obvious reasons, um, because he, he gets it done. You know, he gets it done in an entertaining way. And it's like it, he does things that you don't think that he can do. So I think that's why what happens with him. It's like surprising. So it's like people he sort of keeps on surprising people and keeps on surprising people. And everybody likes him for that. So he's become like a favorite, you know, in a sense. And I guess I think that's why he got the MVPs for those reasons. Like he's become a favorite because you've seen his pictures when he was younger in the past. I yeah. mean, it's like, you know, it's like watching a person evolve. So it's like they, you know, he has the upper hand right away just with understanding where he came from and where he is now. Yeah. You know, but other than that, I, I agree totally, you know, number wise and like, the impact Embiid has, and I, I think he's should have equally have gotten that award as well. I mean, yeah. And again, I like I like Jokic. I actually, you know, last year when I was saying that he actually did deserve to get the MVP, you know, a lot of people were going against that. But last year, I felt like he definitely deserved it because Embiid had missed way too many games. You know what I mean? Right. Now, if if guys were healthy, I would probably would have felt differently. But because of that, you know, I felt like. Uh, the Joker, you know, Joker deserved it last season. This season, I didn't, you know, I didn't feel that way. This season, I felt like it should have gone to Embiid. I mean, sure, it could have even gone to Giannis, but I think Giannis is starting to get the Jordan, LeBron, that type of treatment where guys get tired of voting for Giannis. 
Yeah. You know I mean? We gave you back to back. We gave you defensive player of the year. So I think, you know. And not, and champ, you've been a champion now. Yeah, you got the finals like, yeah. MVP. It's like, I right, know, let's let's spread the wealth around. So so I get it. Um yeah. but you know, yeah, but listen, again, congratulations to Joe Kick. Back to back MVP. At the end of the day, however you slice it, that man got the award. So congratulations mm. to you on that. Uh Western Conference. We gotta talk uh Memphis Golden State. My young bull, John Morant, is hurt. No, he or went down with the knee injury. No more excitement in the play. Breaking my heart. Breaking yes. my heart. And it's it's terrible. just exactly what you said, excitement. Like mm-hmm. when you watch him play, it's just exciting. I mean, he, he just moves on a different way. Yeah. You no, know, it's just the way he moves. Even when you don't have the ball, when he's just doing a little dancing or just whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just like young, you know, and just free and energetic and exciting so i think everybody can agree that they've enjoyed watching him play all season and i'm so sad that yeah it might be over because they're saying that he might not return for the rest of the playoffs yeah he's definitely not well he's not he's not coming back uh tonight won't be back tonight they're talking about the the rest of the at least you know this week so yeah i don't see them getting past golden state they yeah, well, I mean, they're series. down now 3-1, so... Yeah, and, and Golden State knows how to close out a series. We talk, we're talking about champions here. This is championship yeah. basketball. It's different. This is not... We're not talking about guys that make it to the playoffs. We're talking about no. guys that win NBA championships. They know how to close out a series. No John Moran. Even though the game actually was close to uh, last night, it was actually pretty close three than, points. I, than I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, 98-101 But yeah You know Without John Morant That team is gonna go As, as John Morant goes And if he can't It's gonna be a problem Um, I, You know I've been saying this You know For a while now Um, I compare John Morant To Derrick Rose To Russell Westbrook Guys that You know Their games were kind of Predicated off of them Being able to jump out the gym and it's great because you know and get you to MVP and get you on deep runs in the playoffs. We saw that both Derrick Rose and uh, Russell Westbrook MVPs, nice runs in the playoffs. But at some point, you know them injuries. If you if you get banged up, you know we saw Derrick Rose go from MVP Derrick Rose to missing three seasons Derrick Rose into never really getting back to that level again. Um, I don't want that for John Morant, but I do know a huge part of him being as great as he is on the court is that he has no problem jumping over anybody, and he has the athleticism to do that. But the knees and the injuries, man, you got you to gotta really be careful. And I want him to have a long career. So I really hope, you know, maybe not all the way, but, you know, try to maybe scale it back a little bit. Just so, you know, because you, you got to save them legs, man. You got a long career ahead of you. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I don't know, you know, I, I guess these are my hopes for him is that I want John Morant to just continue to do what he's doing and be safe and, you know, away from injury because I think he's a special, special, special talent. And, um, yeah, he's going to really cause up. Tons of problems, you know, in the future in the league for sure. I mean, I can see his team winning the championship. Golden State is my team. And Golden State's my team. I love Golden State because I really was a true fan of, of Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is that I'm a guard similar to Steph, you know, not so big in size, 
but I could run around, I could shoot, I could dribble. So I've always kind of like emulated his style and I always felt like I was like a female Steph, you know? Yeah. So I've always watched them and I love team basketball. I love how they spread the ball. I love how they all know the assignment. They all understand the assignment, you know, and they all comply with it. They're all tuned in. Everyone is trying to do the job that they need to do. You know, like even for green, like I'm, I've always like the representative for dream on green. People always talking crap about him, but I'm like, dream on green is like the key, you know, Yeah. without dream on green, a lot of things won't run as smoothly, you know, like well, he's not defensive he gets player the ball, of the year for no reason. Yeah, right. He gets the ball. He's looking for play. He's looking for the players that he needs to look for. Like that's not that's that's an unselfish characteristic. That's a that's a talent. I mean, a lot of players you can't put in his position that would do that. You know, they yeah. wouldn't be as patient. And that's what you know. That's the difference between a Golden State championship team versus a, t a regular team that just has a lot of talent. You know, yeah. it's like they know how to put it together. They know how to work together and be patient to help each other. But what I, my point was is that as much as they are my team, John Morant and Memphis, they have had me rooting for them against my team. Like, mm. that's how much I believed in John Morant and the whole Memphis team. And I really think that they are they have championship caliber on their team, too, because they know how to spread the floor. They know how to spread the ball. They kind of play together with the energy. You know, they're a little bit young, so, of course, that'll come in time where they'll be able to build and really develop. But... They have it too. They have it. Steven Adams, I mean, that's the caveman. Great center, great <laughs> yes. big man to have. Jackson Jr. I mean, you know, uh, Jones comes in off the bench, puts does his work. They got a good young There's team. so many key players. Bain. Bain is a killer. I think he's a he's mm -hmm. scorer at will. So it's like all of those players together, they just really they could get the job done. You know, it's unfortunate what happened with Ja right now, but no, absolutely. Yeah. I'm surprised to hear you say that because you and Renee are actually known as the Splash Sisters yeah. uh, here in New York City. That's how they know y'all as. So I'm surprised to hear you even speak like that. I know. That's what I'm saying. You don't know how this has been troubling my heart and my mind watching this playoff because I really am a Golden State fan. I'm like, Golden State for the championship. Let's go. Like, this is what we do. But when I watch John Morant and the whole Memphis team, I just like I just want them to win, like <laughs> yeah. because they just they good and they like you know they working hard, like they trying to make it happen. They like the underdogs. I guess I'm an underdog lover, you know. I love the underdogs. Like I'm always going for the underdog because I'm an underdog myself. And even against my team, who are like the super dogs now, like even though we were once underdogs as well at Golden State, now we're like the champions. Yeah. Um, I w I've been rooting for Memphis, man. But if Memphis is out the way, I'm going Golden State all the way. Well, it's looking like they're out the way now because, you know, I think the team and they, and they've actually they've won their fair share of games this season without John Morant. But I think the effort that they gave in Game Four, you know, which kept them in the game and, and had them only losing by three points. I just think now that was the the with the hope of John Morant coming back, and you know you gotta you gotta go to you got, you know, I don't think they, I don't think they do. It. I think Golden State dominates them and closes out the series in the next game. I think it's over, uh, in, in five games. You know, shout out, shout out to to to, to Memphis because I think they've had a great run this season, um, mm -hmm. and I think they'll be back because they're a young team. They kind of, you know, as far as like with the, you know, the way 
Golden State came up, they're kind of on a journey, you know, like that where a lot of homegrown talent, well, not homegrown, but you know what I mean, guys that were drafted by Memphis, a lot of young guys there, and they're continuing to get better. Um, And they're becoming superstars right in front of our eyes. I mean, these are all, let's say, normal, you know, players. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't get drafted first round, high first round or anything. But they play well together. But, like, you put them, yeah, but you put them together, they know how to play together, you know, and they're learning how to play together even more. And they're, they're each individually very talented and very skilled. So mm-hmm. I think their, you know, their future is is bright. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. I, think that, I think they'll be back. Ja, get well, get healthy, brother. And uh, we'll see yeah. you next season. Um, last last matchup in in the Western. Uh, oh, before before we before we do, let me actually let me shout out uh your 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 boy Steph. Uh, he has the record now for playoff three pointers made at five hundred. I'm just, I mean he's gonna keep continue to add as long as they continue to win games. He's gonna continue to add to that number. But congratulations to uh to Steph Curry on that. Um, last last series, this one has actually probably been the most competitive. Uh. You have you have the Suns and you have the Mavericks tied up two two. Uh, home team has won every game thus far. Before we get into the actual game, I got to talk about this, and I want to ask you, Nikki, have you ever had an issue where fans of an opposing team has like harassed your family or friends in the stands? No, I haven't. You know, um, the closest I've gotten to it is when I played in Europe. And just in general, the fans of that team, they're just really obnoxious and just yelling things and maybe even spitting or, you know, stuff like that, like towards the court yeah. and just making a whole lot of noise and, you know, stuff like that. But we've I've never had anyone so close where they've said things that I can understand and also things that are directed to me or my family or anything like that or anybody in my family being in the stands and feeling disrespected or challenged. I've never had that. But... I mean, that's that's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Um, you know, shout out to, to Chris Paul and his family. If you guys don't know, um, there was a fan who was uh, harassing them in the stands. Um, and it just, you know, got a little bit out of control. The fan that was was ejected from the game. Um, but we just, we, we can't have stuff like that in sports. You know, a lot of these fans, they are... You know, they, they get beside themselves. You know, just because you can afford to sit, you know, on the floor or to sit courtside does not mean you you can just say and do anything that you want to, not only the players on the opposing team, but the family of the players on the opposing team. You know, if 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 Chris Paul after that game would have walked up and slapped the taste out of that, that kid's mouth, I wouldn't even be mad at him because you don't, you don't yeah. go – Disrespecting somebody's mom in the stand. She ain't got nothing to do with the game. And on top of that, your team is winning and Chris Paul's fouled out. So, you know, what are you what are you doing right now? And we've seen too many of these, you know, where fans have to be removed from the stadium because they either saying something or doing something that goes above and beyond your typical bull, you trash, you know. We get it. Yeah. You know, when you're on the road, you expect that. You're gonna you're gonna have trash talkers. Don't take it to the extreme. Don't feel yeah. like you're that protected that nothing can happen to you and you wanna try something with one of these players, especially when you know that 
outside of this platform right here, you would not walk up to any of these guys and say or do the stuff that you guys will try when you're sitting in the stands in a situation where you know that the players cannot do anything to you because they will throw away their careers behind it. You know, and I hate to go back to the malice in the palace, but we know how that thing turned out. You know what I mean? Because fans get a little overzealous and, and they get besides themselves, you know. So y'all, y'all got to relax, fans. Yeah, I mean, for sure you have to relax because this is just a game. And, I mean, of course there's high stakes, you know, when it comes to the game, but you can't be disrespectful. Yeah. You know, there's a thin line. It's like, okay, you know, be proud of your team and support your team and try to like get into the other team's head, but don't be disrespectful. You know, you put it doing too much. Like everybody is a person here. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody wants to feel disrespected at their job. Nobody wants to feel, you know, it's just like, like well, I, I, come to your, I come to your office and slap the staple on the floor. Do I do that? Yeah, no, exactly. So it's just like disrespectful. <laughs> it's, it's like, so that's the best way to possibly, you know, the best word for it. It's like, be respectful, you know, as you're doing your job and supporting your team. It's like, be respectful because these men come, go out there, they work hard, they yeah. go out there to do their job. They already have a whole lot of pressure on them to win the games, mm-hmm. you know, pressure on themselves to do play well. And it's like, there's no need for all of the extra, yeah. you know, so it's too much. It's too, it's becoming too much and I get it. So. And I like, you know, I got to and I got to tell, you know, for for all of you you internet trolls out there cuz I like I had a situation recently where I said, "Oh shoot, I must have came up. I'm making it now because I was getting random, you know, people, you know, talking mess to me in my DM, talking crazy to me." So I felt like I felt accomplished, you know, because of that. But y'all, you know, y'all internet trolls, y'all got to relax too. I got to say that, you know, cuz y'all put y'all on the same level as these unruly fans. Stop being <laughs> thinking that the, the safety of you being behind your computer will stop things from happening to you in real life. Because when you when you try to do the things that you do in real life, situations like and we're gonna jump around a little bit, what happened with, 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 with that gentleman on the plane with Mike Tyson who got the act yeah. right that he needed. Because you're antagonizing this man on a plane where he's just trying to get to wherever he's going. And you're doing too much. And because of that, you got your ass whipped. And you needed your ass whipped because you needed to understand the ramifications of your actions. The things that you could do and say at the comfort of your home behind the computer screen, you cannot do to people in real life. It, it, is, it, it may not turn out the way that you think it will it'll turn out. Because not everybody is going gonna, is gonna to live their life that, like they got something to lose. They might just whip your ass. So you need right. to take that in, <laughs> into account. I'm glad that, that that Mike is not going to face any charges behind that BS because obviously, you know, everybody saw this that that man was antagonizing Mike to the point where it's like, all right, now I got to put hands on you. And you're lucky right. there's plain seats in between us, and I can't beat you down like I would beat you down if you was just standing face to face with me. So I'm happy for Mike that he's not going to be in no type of trouble for that. Um, but. With that being said, back to the to the matchup. Series tied 2-2. Uh, obviously, Phoenix, best record in the league this season. Do you think they they close this thing out? Or can we, can we you know, we're going to get some more of that Luka magic? I mean, Luka is magical. <laughs> so that's, that's for sure. 
Um, I'm rooting for the Suns because I'm rooting for Chris Paul. We all know that he's a veteran in the league. We all know that he's a superstar as well. And and we also all know that he hasn't been to the finals. I don't know in how long, right? I mean. Basketball outside so, of last season. Huh? Outside of last season. Outside of last season, yes, I'm yeah. sorry. But I mean, like, to win the finals as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Outside of last season. To win the finals and actually finish the job. So I'm rooting for him. You know, I think that he's coming to the end of his career now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be nice to have him really go all the way. Can we can we can, as- we can we talk about can we talk about this? Um the fact that James Harden and Chris Paul both played on the same Houston team and y'all thought that, you know, Chris Paul was the one that should go. Meanwhile, Chris Paul is actually still playing at an MVP level. And since he, uh, James Harden has left Houston, he's actually been on a steady decline. Can I just put that piece of, like, little tidbit of First information of all, out we're there? we're not going to be in here dogging James Harden, okay? First of all, because James Harden... I'll put it out there. Just got to put it out there. He's been on a decline, but he's went to teams where he has to share his stardom. So it's not, is it a decline? Is it really a decline or is it more so that he's tried to adapt to the situations that he's been put in? When you're going from about 30 a game to about uh, 18 a game, yeah, I'd say that's a little bit of a decline. But he went to 18 with a game and who was he playing with? He was playing with, with Durant and Kyrie. Who, exactly. Who both missed half of the time he was there, so his numbers should have still been good because they both missed half of the time. So he had enough shots that he could have put up. Yeah, but that's not how you know when, when you have a system in basketball. You know, with the team, you have a system. Like you run through these plays every day. You run through the system every day. We know where the ball is going. We know who's going to get the shots. Who's going to get the touches? Now, if they decided in the beginning of the year when they were all there together, coach, this is the system that we're going to have. Harden, you're going to be a distributor or you're going to be a facilitator. You're going to do your do your thing, but you mostly be trying to get it to these places. And I think that that was the assignment. I think that that's what was understood from the beginning of the year. And as a player, when your role adjusts into that mode, you really start to adjust your mindset. And when your mindset is changed from, oh, I have to get 40, oh, I have to do my thing and just score, to, oh, okay, let me get these people involved, that changes your your attempts. That changes your your mood. That changes the way that you play. So I believe that that was just due to him being honest on a team with a system that was different from what he was used to. Okay. To be honest, right, that's listen, what I believe. But I'll tell you one thing: if 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 James Harden looked bad and they lose to Miami in the second round of the playoffs, I'm gonna bring you right back here next week, and we're gonna have a conversation about this. All right, okay. fine. Like, like, and if he wins, and if he does really well and wins, then what? I'll still bring you back. Okay. <laughs> and, I, and I'll apologize. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> and I will. I, I will apologize. Uh, big shout out to Monty. Oh, but really, Williams. I think that that's the reason why he has a decline in his points and everything for sure. I am. Listen, you said I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt since you're the lady point guard. I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. Let you call this one one half of the Splash Sisters. I'm gonna let you. You know, I'm gonna let you rock, and we're gonna move on for now. I mean, if you think about it, KD and Kyrie, those are top ten superstars in our yeah. league right now. But am I lying or is it? No, not? I agree. I, I would agree top with that. 10. Top ten. You know, so it's like, what can you do when you have this person on your right side, this person on your left side? I mean, you, you're like basically a helper for them at that point. 
you know, just like they're helping for you, but they're more, they were more in demand at that time, you know, to get them the bull and whatever the case. So I'm sticking with what I'm saying. And we'll talk next week. I'm letting you rock. I'm letting you rock until we see it. You know, matter of fact, while you saying that, let me let me just take a quick peek at the at the score of the game right now. James Harden, don't let me down. Because it's 118 to 83. I'm just giving y'all a live update right now. And your oh, man, gosh. your man Harden got 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 uh 14 points right now. And they, you know, they, um, uh, actually the game is over. It's 120 to 85. Oh that, wow! Yeah, it's, that's and yeah. they got smoked. That's like 25 points. Yeah. So, wait, wait. One. What did you say? 85 to 125. What did you say? So 85 to 120. Okay. So the fourth Damn, quarter, they like outscored 39 points. to 19 in the fourth quarter. That that ain't. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mr. Harden. I can't let you slide on that one with your 14 points. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, just going to put that out there with your 14 points. I ain't going to yeah, let you I'm slide. Mr. Game. I have to watch the game. I have to see what's going on. I don't know what's going on right now. Listen, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, they, they got a replay. They're going to play the replay. You can watch the replay, whatever you want to do with the tapes. But I just don't think it's going to change anything. But, again, I'm into uplifting the brother, so I'm going to congratulate Coach Monty Williams, uh, Coach of the Year. He is actually one of my favorite coaches, and we speak about him a lot uh, on the show just because I remember years ago when he was coaching in, um, in New Orleans, and uh, he was just having a conversation with the, with the team. It was a lot, of, a lot of young brothers there. Um, I believe Chris Paul was still there at the time, but it was a lot of young brothers, and he was just giving them life lessons, and I really appreciated him talking to a group of young men about life and, you know, just having the right people around you and doing the right thing with your money because, you know, we know a lot of times we get money, a lot of athletes get money, and then, you know, everybody doesn't make what LeBron makes in his career or what Kobe made or what Steph makes. You know, everybody doesn't make that, so you kind of really have to be on point, uh, you know, with your money and, and what you're doing with it. And as a coach, that's not his job to really talk to you about that kind of stuff and give you those 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 gems and those life lessons. You know, it's really about basketball and winning games. That's what you hired to do. And nobody cares about what's going on, you know what I'm saying, like yeah. in your personal life. It's can you win a basketball game? Can you get my franchise a championship? And that's it. But I really respect that about uh, Coach Monty Williams. So congratulations to him again. Um, let's get to the ladies, man. Shout out to the ladies. Uh, WNBA, you know, this, the, the new season is here. I'm hoping that the Liberty, you know, they do their thing this year. I was a Sabrina Ionescu, um, the number one overall pick a couple of years ago. Um, I'm looking forward to her doing her thing. I want to see the Liberty do well this season. I want to, I want a championship for, for women's basketball here, uh, in New York. Um, but the season is underway, but, uh, there's something that I did want to speak about. And this is something that, I, you know, you can actually really speak to, uh, Nikki, is because you because you are a female professional basketball player who is currently well not currently because hey right now you're in New York but you play overseas basketball. I want to talk about this Brittany Griner uh, situation and what's going on with that. First of all, talk talk to the people at home just about about what it's like as a female basketball player going overseas to play basketball. Um. Yeah. So what we do is you know. A team signs us. We go to the team. It's like an, a country. It could be any country. And um, you get there. They welcome you. They put you in an apartment. And then basically you're just there on your own. I mean, you're there. 
You have to go grocery shopping on your own. You have to find out where everything is in the neighborhood. You basically have moved to another country. You know, it's not like a resort. It's not, you know, shiny and glittery. It's not like that. It's, it's like you're a regular person now that just moved abroad and you have a job. So you have to go to practice every day. And sometimes, you know, in our cases with the women, we don't have as much resources as far as basketball or treatment or, you know, several coaches. Usually we'll have like one coach and an assistant coach. We don't have like tons of coaches. So that changes the aspect of aspect of the game. You know, we don't get a lot of individual training. Um, and that's just some the fewer in, the fewer resources that we have as women. And so. Um, but a player like Brittany Griner, who is like super high caliber, when she goes overseas, she plays for big, big clubs like the club in Russia, which they have tons of money. So I'm sure that their accommodations are much higher than the ones that I've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. But overall, we're as women players, we've always like received less, you know, when it comes to resources and accommodations and whatnot. But the language barrier overseas is a challenge for anyone, you know? So we go over there and we're expected to like adopt the culture, embrace the culture. Even the system in basketball is different. And so that's what we do. We go there, we kind of embrace the system. We embrace their culture, their everyday lifestyle. And then we also have to get in tune with the language because sometimes the coaches are more comfortable speaking in their tongue language. And then they'll have somebody just translating everything. But when you think about it, it's very difficult for a coach to want to say something and have to say it to somebody else to say it to somebody to, to tell you, you know, yeah. and then it might not come out right. So there's a lot of confusion sometimes with miscommunication, let's say. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I can't imagine what Griner is going through, having to be in the system, you know, in the jail and talk to lawyers or whoever and not be able to speak to them in English you know, directly, or maybe they can't speak English to her. Mm -hmm. So I know for sure, whatever she's going through is tough. Um, because just alone with the, with the language barrier is like a tough situation to overcome. And, um, she's fighting for her life now. She's like in a prison. She, can you imagine asking for help? Hey, I need help. And the people are not really understanding or really don't care. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, whatever, what are you saying? We don't know. Wait for the translator. Maybe they're saying, who knows? Yeah. But I couldn't imagine. I mean, when I need something and I try to speak to some of my like managers of the team and they don't speak good English, I get frustrated. You know, I'm always respectful, but I'm just saying it's the frustrating process. It's like yeah. you want to communicate certain things to the managers of people and they can't speak. You know, they can't understand you and you can't understand them. So it's like a two way thing. It's not just like, oh, you should know English. It's like, okay, I'm in your country, but I'm sorry. I, I don't know the language either. We're both kind of like in an issue. Yeah. So, and you're, and you're I mean, walking around I can't free. Imagine. You're not, you're not in, in Brittany Griner's situation. You still have those issues. Yes, exactly. And I and I can walk around free. I can like look on my phone and maybe figure it out. Google Translate. I can yeah. do things. She's now locked away. I mean, you know, it's like whatever they tell her, they might just not even respond ever to her. You know, I mean, I, I can't imagine what she's going through. And those countries like that, sometimes like the older countries, you know. They don't care to learn English sometimes, Yeah, you know, like the older um, population. So who knows what's happening with the judges and with, you know, the law enforcement. Like, I have no clue. But if if I, I just, you know, I just have been praying for her and I hope that everyone's fighting to bring her back. Yeah. And, I, and I will say this because, you know, we first uh, spoke about the story. Maybe like 
It's been like two months now. I feel like it's been, it might be like a little bit over two months now yeah. um, since we first heard about it. And she was actually locked up for a little while before we even heard that she that she was actually locked up. The problem with Brittany Griner, which kind of makes this like a worst possible situation, is that she's locked up in prison while a war is going on that Russia is involved in. And yeah. Russia already has issues with the with the United States, so it makes things even more complicated now to help Brittany Griner in the situation because if we're at war and I don't even rock with you like that anyway, I don't rock with your country like that, I'm not going to be inclined to say, oh, let me stop everything that's going on right now while we're in the middle of this war so we can get some basketball player out of out of jail. I'm sure it's not a priority right now. Um, yeah, right. I, I am happy, though, that the United States is finally getting involved. Um, I, I, I mean, it's... It's I, was, oh, I just saw that like two days ago that the United States is getting involved. Yeah, so yeah. I, I feel like you know something should have probably happened a lot sooner um, than this. You know, and I, the only situation I could really compare this to would be the uh, LiAngelo Ball uh, situation with the guys um, was from UCLA over in China, and and, 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 and Trump yeah. had to kind of step in and help out with that. But you know, at the time. China wasn't at war. And yeah, that, that changes things a lot. Um, so, you know, my prayers again, you know, like, like you said, are with Brittany Griner. I hope she's able to come home safely, um, especially, you know, for what they're, you know, holding her for. Um, and that's one thing, you know, we have to understand as well, and not even just for, you know, athletes, but just people in general. When you go to other countries, they have different laws for everything it's not the same as here in the united states so for something that you may be able to get a little desk appearance ticket for here it may not be that way in another country and you know then you got other countries penalize you differently than the united states does as well so you have to be very conscious of that when you're overseas and you're in these different places yeah i agree totally you hit it right on the right on the dot i mean they have different rules, different laws, and it's just unfortunate that that happened to her. And at this time, you know, the timing is bad. The whole situation is just sucks, man. It just sucks. Yeah. You know, but I mean, thank God that she's like, uh, like I said, a high caliber player. She's very well known. Mm-hmm. I think that that will work on her side. I mean, imagine if she was just a regular person, like regular, you know, player yeah. or even just a non-athlete. I mean, she would never even maybe make the papers. So we wouldn't even heard about it. Yeah, we would have never even heard about it. She would just be stuck there. So, and you know, at least too, even with the with the, you know, Brittany Griner, we're talking about one of the biggest stars in the, in the WNBA. WNBA. And it's still that still is not enough. To you know what I mean? Because because maybe if we're talking about if it was the Olympics or something like that, and it's like a Chris Paul or LeBron, things are a little bit a little bit different, maybe. Mm-hmm. But you know when we're talking about still we're talking about one of the biggest stars in the WNBA. Yeah. You know that one is that one is it's a tough it's a tough situation. But again, I hope yeah. she can she can get out and, and come home to her family, and her friends, um, and get back to her life. To see again, you know we started the segment off talking about the WNBA season. You know, and, 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 and tell me, Nikki, um, how are things looking this season? 
who you, you know who do you think is uh is gonna is gonna make that jump this season? Um, I think Phoenix is always a good team as well. They have a strong team, you know. They have a uh, uh, Skyler and and everybody else, you know, and um, Tarasi, I believe as well. Uh-huh. I think they also just picked up Tina Charles. Um, huge. These are huge talents. They have Kia Nurse, you know. So like their team is stacked and. Yeah. I think that they're definitely a team to look out for come playoff time. I think Sue Bird wants to come back to Seattle and, you know, really. Hold on. We're we, we in, we in New York, y'all. Y'all know how it goes in New York. Y'all hear them sirens. And Jewel Lloyd. Jewel Lloyd and everybody. Oh, y'all hear all the sirens? Yeah. yeah you know, I live in the hood, so. <laughs> and <laughs> somebody outside right now, they outside wilding. I, I stay away from the windows. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, Seattle is also a good team that I think is strong always each year. But I'm rooting for Liberty. You know, I'm 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 a New York girl. I'm always going for the Liberty. Um, for us, you know, like you said, we have Sabrina. Um, we also have Natasha Howard, the big girl. She's really good. She's tough. Um, we have Naya. You know, she always does her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, strong. I, I I probably not pronouncing her name right the correct way, but her. And then we have Dee Dee Richards, who's like a super uh, energetic. You know, helps the team in that way. And I think that we'll, with the new with the new coach uh, mm-hmm. that they just picked up, I think they have a good chance. It seems like they've been productive so far practice-wise when I look at their facility practices and, you know, I look into their stories. So I'm, I'm excited, excited to see what happens. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to get to a game. Is, yeah, I usually, you know, try to check out at least one uh, Liberty game a season. Shout-out to uh, Sean Fontaine. Happy birthday to Sean uh, He's when he was working for the uh, – for the Liberty, when they were up in uh, Westchester, he'd get us yeah, tickets. Uh, you know, yeah, he get us tickets to go to the games. So I got to go out and, and uh, support the ladies uh, this season. Um, but uh, talk to me, you you know, back overseas again this year. Uh, different team. You actually jumped. You went up into a, a bigger league uh, this season. Talk to me about getting acclimated to a new team, a new country. Yeah, so I moved from the Greek league, which is also the first division to the Polish league, which is of course, first division, but it's on a higher pedestal, meaning the players that play in that league are WNBA caliber players. You know, they're like higher NCAA players that have been came there right after college. Mm-hmm. And so that makes things way more competitive. So just to say like, you know, make a comparison, like in Greece, there's maybe two or three top teams out of the 10 teams who are like super strong. Like these teams for sure are going to the finals. There's two teams in particular. You go to the Polish league, it's like team one to ten, eight of the teams are all competitive. I mean, mm-hmm. it could go either way at any point, you know? So there were two or three dominant teams, but, at, you know, overall, all of those teams can beat each other and play against each other. And we were in that mix, too. So my team mm-hmm. was around sixth place when I got there. And so that's what we ended up finishing in sixth place. But I'm, I'm very happy and thankful that, I, I now get to see that level up close and personal. You know, mm-hmm. I got to play with them. This year you go and back to the like, same team. I could go back. Yes. I, okay. we have, I haven't signed yet to any team. So my agent is still doing what he does and we'll right. see what happens for next year. But it's a great thing that I broke into that lane because into that market, because that kind of opens me up for any type of country that's on that same caliber. Now, gotcha. you know, I, I didn't, I did good enough and well enough. I have great footage where they could say, oh, so she could play at this level. And yes. now I could open up myself to those markets. So I'm happy. And those markets pay more money. 
Okay. You know, because they have the higher, they have the better players. Yeah. So they say, you know, like WNBA players and all that. So they have more sponsors, they have more money. So the resources just get better as you move up into these uh, better situations. And like this year, like my team, we had a few coaches, we had like trainers, we had a lot of things, you know, uh, treatment all the time, like on deck, you know, okay. different machinery. And it was just important. And I was just like, wow, you know, this is cool to have all the time. And so I, I enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to what's next. Well, see, that's 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 what, what happens when you win uh back to back championships and MVPs and all that. Your resume get better and they you know they start they start bumping you up. We might sign you to the, to the um to the real fans real talk team. I'm gonna talk to your agent because I think we might put a team together. So we might we might sign you that to the Real Fans Real Talk team, but we'll talk about that you know later <laughs> on down the road because okay. we're still working some things out. <laughs> um, but uh, before we do, because we're running a, a little bit uh, low on time right now, you are back in the city. Are you are you are you going to be back to uh, playing ball this summer throughout the city? Um, yeah. Talk to me. Where, so, where are you going to be? Where are you going to be featured at this summer? So my team, first of all, is called No Limit, and um, we're. Most of the players are based out of Brooklyn and Harlem. And we've come together for like the last six years or so. And we've been playing in a lot of tournaments. We've really gelled and like we found our core group. And so this summer we're like going for everything. So last summer we had a very successful summer. We won almost every tournament. We were champions. I mean, I have like championships in like six tournaments in like three MVPs. It was crazy last summer. So this summer we sold ourselves. We we're going to go back again. We're going to make it do what it do. But this summer, you know, we have a lot of people coming for our heads. So it's like everybody is prepared to be ready. And well, we're going to be playing in the Basketball Beauties League, which is at Rucker Park. Mm -hmm. That Would one for sure. We'll also be there. playing at the Rose Classic. Okay. Which is the gym in Brooklyn, the BK Post. Mm -hmm. We're going to be playing in um, White uh, Whiteheads Tournament, at Coney Island. Isaiah White. Okay. Shout out to Isaiah Whitehead. He, uh, he helped us yeah. judge the dunk contest at uh, Bowling for Peace uh, like two years ago. Shout out to him. Yeah, Zay Whitehead, right? Washington. Whitehead. Zay Whitehead. Yeah. Whitehead. Yeah, Whitehead. You know, I get them confused. They got the same exact name almost. It's crazy. But yeah, Whitehead. Um, we're going to be playing in a couple of money tournaments like outside of the city. I don't know the exact names yet, but we're playing those. Then it's the Dykeman. Then they're saying that Gersh is going to put in a women's. Mm, so we're playing in Gersh. Okay, okay. Zone 6. Zone 6. Have you heard of Zone 6? Yes, actually. I have like heard of Zone area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're putting in... Shout out to Zone 6 because they follow us on Instagram. And I kept trying to figure out who the heck was Zone 6, who was Zone 6. Okay, but now, yeah. So, all right. So shout First out of all, Zone 6 tournament is awesome. Okay. Like, I've been going for the last two summers, and it's elite. Like, first of all, the energy is there. The competition is there. The mic, you know, everything around, the whole ambiance is dope. So, I really like Zone 6. I support them. And so this year they're going to bring out a girls tournament. I don't know if it will be a one day thing or what it will be, but we're going to be in it too. What about uh, Hoops so in the Sun? Hoops in the Sun. I think we'll also, we just did a Hoops in the Sun for the Winter League. I wasn't okay. there, but my team was there and we won. Okay. Um, so and I believe guys, we're going to uh, be. Joe, Joe and uh, Randy Cruz over yeah, at Yeah, Joe and Randy Cruz. Shout out to them. They're always looking out for basketball in general and for the mm -hmm. women. Facts. And they do a great job, very professional. You know, always on their job. So we we love uh, Oops in the Sun, Joe and Randy Crew. Shout out to y'all. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think we're in that too. It, it'll be a hits uh, 
at Orchard Beach, maybe, or maybe they have a gym now. Okay. Well, the they, 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 on the summer they're, they're, they're at Orchard Beach, but they do have gyms. They are in gyms during uh, during the year. In the winter, yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that they also have a gym for us during the summer. To be honest, because <laughs> you know it get crazy on the beach, but. Yeah, so those are just a list, but I, that's like eight right there tournaments that I named. I mean, so we're going to be all over the city. Okay. This summer, basically. A lot of places. All right. Well, we, we... But yeah, our main ones, though, like I said, is Basketball Beauties, Rose Classic, um, you know, Gersh, Dykeman. I think we even might hit up Dykeman again. Hits, uh, no, Zone 6, and then some other tournaments that will be Outside of New York, I think Jersey area, maybe yeah. around there, and it would be there will be money tournaments. So okay. Westchester, something like that. So shout out to shout out to all of the leagues. You know, obviously we got we got we got we you know we got leagues that we go to a little bit more often than others, and we have relationships with. You know what I mean? But shout out to all of the leagues uh, throughout New York's uh, city. Some of the best, uh, you know, street basketball in the world is played right here in New York City. And uh, both on the on the men's and the women's side uh, of things. So big shout out to all of these leagues. We'll be back out this summer, uh, moving around between the different uh, leagues. You know, so you guys will definitely catch us outside throughout the the rest of the summer. Um, really quick before we get out of here, let me just uh, I got I got to shout out uh, New York baseball right now because. We are actually running the show. I know it's a little early in the season. We're about 30 games in to the season, but the Yankees do have the best overall record right now in baseball. And the Mets, you know, they're not far behind. They got the third best record in all of baseball. So I got to show the Mets some love as well. Um, and uh, we had a we had a big loss in the boxing world. Canelo Alvarez uh, took his first loss since he fought uh, the, the the best ever Floyd Mayweather, you know, all them years ago. Um, but uh-huh. everybody, everybody, listen, everybody's time comes at one point or another. His, his uh, came this past weekend. He took that L, lost the belts. But, you know, Canelo is still one of the top fighters, so I'm sure he will bounce back. I don't know if there was a rematch clause or anything like that for last weekend's fight. But if there was, I'm sure we'll see that. Uh, that's the talk of, of that matchup uh, coming within, like, the next couple of weeks. Um, and uh, really quick, Nikki, I'm going to let you give us the final thought, and then I'm going to shout out the sponsors. Final thought? Mm-hmm. What's, your, what's your final thought? It better uh, not be about my, James Harden and, and, and the excuses you're about to make for him. Listen, my final thought is whatever you want to do in life, go after it. Go make it happen. Oh, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, Nikki, but really quick, quick before we before you even do that, you got some new music that's coming out. Um, let us know when we should be looking for something. Yeah, so I have a few new songs, and I'm also making a Basketball Beauties track, you know, to represent us as we play and ah, stuff. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm trying to make everything happen within the next month, even drop some visuals and get some things rolling. You know, I'm never slacking. It's never that, you know, it's just it's a lot of things that I'm doing, and the timing of the things is what really matters. So, but I'm just going to start rolling things out. Um, I've done a few performances already, like on some yacht parties, and I've been getting really good reviews and, uh, you know, feedback. So they liking my new sounds, they liking the style, and I'm excited about the whole process. But I think this summer is going to be really big for my music and for basketball. So I'm going to put it all together finally and just go. 
That's what we like to hear. And let them know where they can get you at, Nikki. Yeah, so my Instagram is at Nini, N-I-N-I, underscore, underscore, Venus, V-E-N-U-S. So it's Nini, underscore, underscore, Venus. Um, One more time, Nini, N-I-N-I, underscore, underscore, Venus, V-E-N-U-S. And that's my main handle. You know, everything I do is through Instagram right now. I have a TikTok. I don't not on it much, but you know, I'll get that going when it's necessary. But yeah, just reach me at Instagram. So and my real name is Nikki Avery. It's N-I-K-I is one K. So get it together. And Avery. Nikki Avery. Thank you. This is what happens when 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 I bring this young lady onto the show. But it's okay. Thank you. A lot of love for Nikki. We appreciate you coming up. Um, make sure you guys are following us on all our social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Real Fan Talk, Facebook.com forward slash uh, Real Fans Real Talk, and subscribe to that YouTube channel, YouTube.com forward slash For The Fans Productions. We got a lot of exclusives that go straight to the YouTube channel. Uh, the Big Gene interview um, is going crazy right now online, and we got some other stuff that's coming up. Also, do not worry if you're not in the New York City area and you can't watch us on television on Verizon 43 on Thursday nights from 8 to 9 p.m., you can still watch with everybody else on Thursday night. Just go to the website, realfansrealtalk.com. Click on that red button on the homepage and you can watch from anywhere in the world every Thursday night. This episode will be out this Thursday night uh, on Verizon 43 as well. So you guys will get to get to, get to see uh, Nikki and uh, catch up with her, see what she's been up to. And head up, follow up on Instagram, see where she's going to be at this summer. Come out and support. Come out to those games. Uh, you know, we got to support the ladies, you know, that are putting in that work outside on, the, on these basketball courts. So pull up, come out, support whichever league. If you're in Brooklyn, Hit up Gersh or, or, you know, if, you, if you're in Harlem, hit up Rucker. Yeah. If you're in Dykeman, you know, go to Dykeman. Dykeman. If you're in the Bronx, go to Hoops in the Sun. But go out and support the ladies this summer because they, they work very hard. And they put on a show. You know, to be quite frankly, they put on they definitely put on a show. Um, and with that being said, for myself, Trip Young, the beautiful Nikki Avery, appreciate you as always. We are about of to Of course. Peace. Peace out. Motherfucker, this is your African King of Comedy, Michael Blackson. You watching real friends, real talk. Get real with it, my son.